Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fantastic Two. And that's just me and my man, front row Kenny on the other side. What's up, brother? Yo, what is happening? What is happening? We are really moving through this season. Like, we have a few weeks left. I think it's, what, five-something weeks left, which is crazy to think. That's it. Five more weeks. nitty-gritty, my brother. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it's crunch time for real. Like, you, like J. Cole said, man, you better be punching in that clock because, look, time is ticking. Obviously, we're going into a elimination weekend at the Roval this upcoming weekend. And obviously, Talladega was just as wild as we all expected it to be. Because Vegas, it was, you know, calm. But the Vegas yeah. was the place where you had to get it done and take care of business. And ironically enough, Denny Hamlin took care of business and his driver as well that he's partially owner of. He ended up winning at Talladega for Wallace. Yeah. And, and and you know what's funny, Kenny? I just want to throw this at you because I'm looking at how the 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 race unfolded and what the official results were. And before we get to the obvious of specifically of what we are going to talk about mostly on this podcast, and rightfully so, I noticed that number two and number three were were I think two of the drivers that we almost expected and, and almost did win this race, which was Joey Logano and especially. Brad Keselowski, you know, uh, I think I picked Brad Keselowski out uh, yeah. either, either, yeah, and I can't remember if either one of us picked Joey Logano, but it doesn't surprise me that Joey Logano came in third. It wouldn't surprise me if Joey Logano came in second either. They they did come in two and three respectively, and that just goes to show you exactly what I was talking about last last week on the podcast, Kenny, is that something about that Penske team. You know, Kislowski and, and Logano are just those drivers that they're, they just hang around. And and it's like, like that team that you let hang around, and if you let them hang around long enough, they're going to win. They, they are going to win when you least expect it. And, that, and that's what Kislowski and Logano do. The, those are the drivers that can do that, Kenny. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean... I'll never count them out, like, at all, especially at the Super Speedways. Obviously, Brad Kozlowski has a plethora of wins at the Super Speedway yeah. track. So is Joey Logano. So, you know, them two being up front, obviously, was no surprise, like, at all to me. I didn't think there was no shock value in the fact that that happened. You know, I just think, man, we got as wild of a race as we could. Obviously, if you guys did not watch the race by this point, I'm sure I'm going to spoil it for you. But I'm sorry, I have no choice but to. At this point in time, when you look at the weather, it was rain on Sunday. So, obviously, we got rained out on Sunday, could not get the race underway. Yeah. Of course, you know, as some people would say, when the NASCARs are in town, it is guaranteed the rain for some reason. I don't know why, but it happened. Yeah. The forecast looked pretty <laughs> the, the forecast looked pretty rough, like, it, as the weekend got there. Before the weekend started, obviously, days out, you're probably thinking to yourself, like, yo... This isn't going to be that bad. Everything should be okay. However, the storm started to roll in and it affected just about everything to some, you know, to some degree on this past on this past weekend. And actually, fun fact about this weekend. 
So we had three different first-time winners at the same exact track and the same weekend for the first time in NASCAR history. So if you don't know, on Saturday, Tate Fogelman in the truck series by one of the wildest finishes I can remember, he ended up winning it for, for Young Motorsport. Crazy. Then also, mm-hmm. Brandon Brown, he ended up winning. And that was a crazy win in itself as darkness was the factor in this one as they ran out of daylight going into the end of that Xfinity race. And so he took it home. And obviously on Monday with Bubba Wallace, the rain came again. Lightning also had happened to happen again. And once that happened, it was all she wrote. And just to preface before anybody says, well, you know what? I wish they had waited just a little bit longer. Well, if they had waited a little bit longer, guess what it did in Talladega? It poured and 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 it poured. It sure did. As much as I keep saying it, and it poured and it poured and it poured. That's how much it rained after the race. It did not stop. <laughs> so, yeah. and you know what? And that, and, and and to me, if you if you want my opinion, Kenny, that made it all more solidified that calling the race at that time was the right thing to do yeah i mean at that point look the, here's the thing so that race got to 117 laps i believe is the number right halfway distance was 94 so the rule is if you get to either halfway in the race or you get to stage number two that's officially of that that rate that that race will go as official once that happens so we got mm-hmm. to that point and honestly we thought we were going to duck the rain quite a bit more and it didn't really work out that way. But the thing about it is, though, before I even divulge into more of the top 10, is the fact that in those very last stages of that race, so I remember it, the last pit stop they had, they had a caution. I believe that was when Kyle Larson um, had blown a tire, and they had to go back down pit road, and that shuffled everything. So that last restart, Bub, I think, started somewhere around 12, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in, in that range, right? Right. And the thing was, that car was out front for a little bit early in the race. And the one thing a lot of people noticed, including myself, was the fact that that Toyota was so trimmed out. Like, I mean, and when I when I say that, I mean, the car was like not qualifying trim, so to speak, but probably the fastest you can get for like race trim. And the thing was, the car moved well in traffic and it was also a good car for someone to be pushing. So when you have those two things combined, that helps. It's obviously already hard enough to work out there as Toyota because they have six cars compared to the Chevys and Fords who have a whole lot more different drivers and different cars out there that can work with one another. And crazy enough, speaking of other cars working with Bubba Wallace's teammate next year, Kurt Busch, actually was pushing him at some point during that race. So, you know, yeah. that happened. But yeah, as he moved around and made a couple blocks at the end and that rain started to fall and... Once they brought the cars down pit road, you know, everyone's just looking. One and two got really moist, so to speak. <laughs> I know some people hate that word, yeah. but um, <laughs> once that happened, that was like the difficult point because it's hard enough to dry that track. It takes about roughly two hours to dry Talladega, obviously 2.66 miles. It ain't just going to clean itself up. Like, it ain't just going to happen like that, especially the way it was had been raining the entire weekend. So once that happened... Everyone's sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting, and eventually we had it happen. Bubba Wallace is a winner in the NASCAR Cup Series, like I said before, and before I go way, way deeper into that one, I just want to say, Renee, man, I will say, I can't believe 23XI got their first win this year. I did not call that. I thought this year, 
that would be a success for them would have just been to, you know, finish in the top 20 of the season and just do the thing. Yeah. If they win, they win, right? I think it was just a team-building year, but that win means a lot. So I got to ask you, well, how you feel about the win? But You know, man, I, I, I'm going to tell you, brother, it is absolutely just, uh, just a wonderful uh, feeling to know that Bubba Wallace came out uh, on top in this one, and not only because it, it's it's Bubba Wallace, and 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 uh, not only because it's Talladega, it's and not only because you know it's the first victory for the you know for the twenty three you know XI Racing team, and it's just and not only because it's Denny Hamlin and Hall of Famer Michael Jordan co owners. I mean, it's all of that. It's all of that put together times five, and because it's historic, Kenny, and it's just a feel good story you know what i mean in itself and you put all of that together amongst all other amongst all other kinds of stuff kenny there's so many you know small things that that you can branch off to you know but i think what what even made it even that much more special knowing and watching bubba wallace do his interview kenny the, the, and and the whole e- emotional state that he got into and and i mean it wasn't like he just burst into tears you know boohooing like a child which would have been <laughs> fine even if he did but to have the passion of what he was saying about how let this be a lesson to kids out there anywhere in the world that, you know, if you put yourself, you know, to, to if you put yourself to do something and, and you can do it and you can achieve it. And the fact that he was crying while he's saying that it lets you know how much he feels and how much he means that and the sincerity that he's saying it with. Man, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now, Kenny. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I'm going to get a little emotional myself, but it was just all around just super dope. And I, I, I don't know. I'm almost at a loss for words. I remember sitting there going, I, I, I don't. I'm like watching it and unfold, and it's just like I'm at a loss for words, Kenny. I'm a comedian. I love to talk. You know, I mean, I sometimes I love to hear myself talk other than when I listen to myself on this podcast, but <laughs> I I I love talking and I I couldn't find any words, Kenny. I I was just overcome with just so much, you know, emotion. I didn't know what to say. I really was at a loss for words, Kenny. Yeah, you know, I I definitely share the same sentiment, obviously. I could go on about this for like days, but Yeah. Obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last what, three years or so, you know exactly where my background comes from. I've been a NASCAR fan. Obviously, I work as well now as an employee full time. But, you know, growing up, I still remember that conversation with my father legitimately and watching the race. And I just asked him straight up. I don't, you know, kids, when, we're, when you're a kid or kids just do this in general, you just ask questions without even thinking any repercussions or like, is it going to be awkward or anything else? I damn sure didn't, and I just asked my dad straight up, like, hey, you know, I really don't see anyone that really looks like me out there, like, at all. Now, he told me about Wendell Scott. Obviously, he was the last African-American to win in NASCAR on December 1st, 1963 in Jacksonville, yep. uh, Florida, right? So, you know, seeing that, right, in itself as a kid, I'm like, damn, you know, I wonder if it's going to change. You know, like, everything else is obviously in life. No, nothing is perfect, 
but things have changed over time. Obviously, now where I work at, a lot of my coworkers are black, right? So you know that's mm-hmm. a step in that's a step in the right direction. A lot of folks that work on the pit crews are black. Some of the folks that I know that were on the twenty three XI team, you know, are black, and that's that's dope. And so like I I think that this on one scale is like okay, a first career win, yes, but on a bigger scale. I know people say it all the time, like representation matters, and I 100% believe in that for sure. And to see this legitimately unfold live and be alive to see it at that, it's just like my, it's like my number. Like I'm still kind of like in the moment, I'm like, damn, like this really happened. Like this is not anything that was a dream. This is something that really happened. I mean, it's just crazy. But yeah, you know, I think that's definitely a, big big deal for some folks and i mean i've seen i saw fans i saw a picture of, or not a picture a video of fans that are black at the track and you know they were happy as can be you know seeing something like that a friend of mine was actually at the track so that was really dope but you know it's it's just such a bigger picture than what most people see and i'm gonna preach that i'm sorry i have no choice but yeah it, it's just been great to see it like the rise of his career like i've been watching him since he was like on that show on mtv i forget the name of it oh yeah <laughs> god man what was it i wish i wish i could show. think the name i wish i could think of the name of the show because people at my school used to talk to me about it oh, god dog it man i was a little i was already a little bit too older for that show but i i do remember what show yeah you're talking about and it was so fitting for him because he 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 looked like he belonged on that show man he he was like <laughs> he had young. that look yes like he was yeah. like young young then and i was like oh damn i'm like wow we have a you know an actual african-american driver trying to again obviously there have been others in the past i just named yeah. a few like randy bethea bill lester obviously uh, more of a recent mm-hmm. one as well roger caruth currently which is really dope who's racing the arca series but you know it's just man <laughs> it's just a crazy surreal moment and you know it's just a huge historic day that was you know something i was able to witness and i'm glad i was able to witness it and i just gotta say man you know Congratulations to everyone on that team. Shout out my guy, Will, who's the social guy. He does a great job always. He caught a, a bunch of pictures. He is very fresh into the NASCAR scene, but That's I think this is dope. I think this is one hell of a year for him, no doubt. But yeah, man, super... What a- what a perfect time to get into it. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, what a time, right? And and that's the thing I feel about God, the no, sport bro. right now. It's just like the timing of being around it and seeing the change and seeing the growth, man. It's just dope. So it's a yeah, it's, it's a huge, it, definitely um happy about it. I called my dad like as soon as it happened. Unfortunately, I woke him out of woke him up out of his sleep. But I called my dad. I was like, yo, <laughs> I'm like, it happened. I'm like, this is this is real. It's really happened. And I still remember talking to my dad when he won his first truck race in Martinsville. Like, I still remember that type of stuff. So, you know, it's all come full circle. And, you know, here we are. Especially when you... Yeah, and especially when you take what, what you know, the events that happened last year and, and that whole uh, debacle of the noose on the, on the garage. Was it not a noose? Was, you know, was it just there? Just I mean, the whole thing that he had with, the, you know, the BLM movement and everything that was happening. And because these were, at least at that time, those were very difficult times in our country which we still are you know dealing with even even a year later but it was even more it was even more intense last year but to see that and to get through it and then and and, and he said it himself you know you, you know considering you know all the things that that had happened last year 
you know, it, 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 he he was right. You know, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta stick to the stick to your path and not let you know the nonsense you know distract you or get to you. You just gotta you know stay focused, stay humbled. And 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 he's right, man. I I, I mean, he and that's exactly what he did. Look, I mean. You know he's not he's not part of the drivers that that are 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 in the playoffs. You know, but you know he's he, it, it's still Talladega, and he still won the race, and that is, and that is what matters. And 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 nobody can take that away from him now, Kenny. And and yeah, and he, yeah, man. I I just can't even find the words anymore. <laughs> I'm just like oh, I, I'm just so I'm so happy again for this guy, man. It really I really really am. Nah, look, I understand. Like it took me a minute to even like gather myself like as it happened, but like <laughs> I, it was crazy. I'm just sitting there at home and I'm like there's just no way. And I'm like, man, this is like really <clears throat> excuse, excuse me, like it's really here, but I think what also very small detail you would think to most people, but this is a real big thing yeah. to me. So, obviously, going back to Wendell Scott in 1963, unfortunately, he did not get his trophy in person. He got his prize money, but this was all behind closed doors, and they just gave it to him. And the reason B, at the time, they did not right. want a black driver kissing a uh, white trophy girl at the time. I think that's what they still called him. But that was the main reason why that didn't happen. Now, obviously, if you fast forward to today and this year his family Wendell Scott's family actually was awarded that trophy this year at uh, Daytona at the uh, July at the August race I almost said July but they were finally awarded that trophy which was uh, really amazing so you know to see Bub in victory lane he got to celebrate with his trophy and I'm sure that Wendell, Wendell Scott's family is incredibly happy to see something like that in this day and age so you know, it, it's just a real, real bigger picture beyond like just just the racing. Like it's, I'll say this all the time. It's always bigger than you, in general. But in this situation, mm-hmm. it's just bigger than sports. You know, this is just a moment of, like Bubba was on ESPN. Like he was on Sports Center. Like we, like I really can't remember the last time I saw the Daytona 500 as of recent where something that big hit Sports Center, which is amazing. I, I love that that's been there. Same thing with Undisputed. No, Shannon Sharp, he likes NASCAR legitimately, talks about it. So, like, I know he talked about it today, I believe, uh, that we're recording this podcast on. But, yeah, you know, it's amazing. It's just great to see this press. I'm not sure how all the newspapers look. But, hey, another thing was he won in his home state. He's from originally from Mobile, Alabama. So, I'm sure he made front page locally and everything went well. But, man, what a way to cap off that weekend because, like I said before, Three different winners at the, in the same weekend at the same track, first time in NASCAR history. So that was a really, really huge weekend. So again, congratulations to 23XI Racing. That's huge. First, first year, first year in the sport, and you get a win. That's not too common. That is really hard yeah. to do. So you know, salute. To- you know, not just with Bubba winning, but you know, with with all the different. This just goes to show you what what this whole entire season has been. And this just this is just really a more understanding of of how the season has been going with all the different winners and and all the different shuffling of what's going on and and now the playoff standings are a little bit different now, different now too. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Before we hit. Before we hit the playoffs, so I just want to give a quick just want to give a quick rundown of the remainder of the top ten. Obviously, Bubba obviously Bubba won that race. Brad Keselowski came home in second. Joey Logano came home in third. Fourth was Kurt Busch. Fifth was Christopher Bell. Sixth was Chris Busher. Had a great day. 
Denny Hamlin came home in seventh. Kevin Harvick came home in eighth. Eric Jones, another top ten for him, came home in ninth. And the first time top ten for Anthony Alfredo. So big day for him as well in front row motorsports. But on a notable side where we talk about the playoffs, William Byron, Kyle Larson, and Alex Bowman, respectively, 36th, 37th, and 38th. Not a great day for them. They both got into a couple wrecks then and there throughout the playoffs. But, yeah, Renee, like you said, the playoffs got shaken up a little bit. Amongst everything that's big, obviously Bubba's win is huge. But in the sense of the playoffs, things got shaken up just a little bit. Yeah, and it's still kind of – it's, I'm going to be honest with you, Kenny, it still kind of blows my mind that we're looking at Kevin Harvick on the outside looking in. You know, uh, uh, yeah, I I actually thought Alex Bowman would be doing a little bit better than what he is, and especially William Byron, but Kevin Harvick is the one that really surprises me. He's still on the outside looking in, but I think... Christopher Bell still has he still has like some some scenario options I believe correct yeah he's definitely got a shot on points for sure like there's no doubt he can do it however I know we haven't gotten to predictions yet but him being a winner at the road course very early at Daytona this year it wouldn't shock me if he has a shot to win (laughs) also there is a slight chance of rain this weekend so Things yeah. might get a little shaken up. And I mean, like, legitimate rain, yeah, not like know. a shower, but it's supposed to rain rain. So, <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, but man. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if uh, there's really anything else to talk about. But, I mean, Kenny, if you don't have anything else to add, if there's anything else you want to you, you do want to add, speak now or forever hold your peace before <laughs> we go into some predictions. I guess I will speak now, and this time I'm not holding my peace, I guess you could say, right? But... There we go. <laughs> So, so I think like looking at the playoffs right now, like that top eight to me, obviously Denny is the only one that's locked in. I think Kyle Larson, unless he has like a astronomical day, I don't think he can miss, but I think that's what it's going to take. I think it's going to take like a 36, 37, 38 position finish for him to not make it to the round of eight, which would be quite shocking in that regard. But, you know, as far as the outside looking in, if I could pick someone who would probably end up somehow some way stealing one is probably Alex Bowman I just think about his win earlier this season at Richmond it -hmm. was out of the blue on the last restart he stole it from Denny Hamlin legitimately like he drove it like he stole it and and I'm gonna be honest with you I I I don't you know it's so hard Kenny because it's amazing how much we uh, we agree on and on things and we see things in the same way I think me and Tam were was always the one that that kind of well you know what I kind of disagree and blah blah blah, but but I I'm looking at that list and I'm thinking and and I always have a soft heart for for Alex Bowman because of the the times that that me and Tam you know got to spend with him and and talk to him interview him and he's such a great kid so I'm a little biased but I definitely look at Alex Bowman being that one that that could pull off uh, there as well I just don't see Kevin Harvick doing it even though I know he's a veteran and he could easily do it by no means do you count him out but he just really hasn't been been driving very well all season I mean he's been driving well but just just not to the Kevin Harvick level that we're ex- that we expect to see yeah does that make any sense Kenny no it does I think that we just haven't seen like that level of dominance obviously if you think back to last yeah, year where you won the regular season championship and almost effectively got to the championship for like he was on it last year for Whatever reason, they that four team just had it right. But tell you the truth, another guy who I think could actually win it, and we, me and Tam actually saw this. Ryan Blaney won the inaugural Roval in 
it was by quite a wild sequence, but he won the first one. And he's not a terrible road course driver either. So, you know, wouldn't shock wouldn't shock me if I saw that. Another driver I've seen win at the Roval as well is Chase Elliott. I mean, if this yeah. is the same guy who ended up wrecking, hit that hit the heartburn turn uh wall, right, in turn one, then came back and won that race somehow, some way. So and he's not a and he's not a bad road course driver either obviously he won coda this year as well he's won Watkins Glen a few times I think yeah it wouldn't shock me if he does well and again the Roval like Watkins Glen has a tad bit of elevation so I think even there Chase Elliott is another one like it it, it just wouldn't it wouldn't shock me same thing with Martin Truex Jr. who's a pretty solid road course know, driver as well I so it, it can be a mixed bag now of course obviously the big equalizer and all of this could happen possibly not saying it will, but rain. If that rain comes in, we yeah. might be looking at a whole different ball game. Because every time yeah. I, every time rain has happened, it has shaken up everything. So hey, you never know. We might get another non-playoff driver winner again this week because of the rain, possibly. But who knows? But we'll see what happens. But I think that's just about all I have to say about the playoffs. Just to to sum it up real quick, Talladega was. Wild as can be, and here we go to the Roval, and we're probably going to get something not as wild, but it can get very wild. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. All right, so now are we both in agreement that we are ready for some predictions? We good this time. (laughs) All right, okay, well, Kitty, who you got? It's time for race predictions. All right, so we're going to the Charlotte Roval. Last year, it rained just a tad bit. The Xfinity race got a monsoon from what I remember. But (laughs) I will say for my main pick, I am going with Hendrick Camp. I'm going with Chase Elliott as my main pick, one of of the drivers from that team that is a very, very solid road course driver. Obviously, Mm -hmm. won Coda this year. As for my alternative pick, I am actually going to go with, hmm, who should I go with? I think I'm actually going to go with Martin Truex Jr. I'm actually going to go with him. So we're going to go with MTJ. (laughs) And the way Renee's laughing, I think y'all know what's next. So with that being said, Renee, who you got? (laughs) I'm telling you, man, we need to go to Vegas, brother. Man. (laughs) Now go ahead. Tell the good people. Yeah, I know, right? So I I, I was about to tell you, you I'm going to go a little bit outside the box with my picks because I think, you know, there there were just going to be two picks that that I don't think we normally usually go with and and probably that that aren't, you know, favored to win this weekend at the Roval. But my main pick, to be honest with you, I'm actually going to go with the number two, Brad Keselowski. I'm going to go with the number two to win this race this weekend coming up and at the Roval. And as my alternative pick, I was actually, I had already had it in my head that I was going with the number 19, Martin Trix Jr. I had that Mm -hmm. even before we started the podcast. I actually was going to, I I almost said it earlier, but I'm so glad that I didn't. But but then you said it and I just went, oh my God. Every every time, I swear. Yeah. So my main pick is going to be Brad Keselowski, the number two. And my alternative pick is going to be the 19 Martin Truex Jr. Mm-mm-mm. as my alternative pick. Those are my picks. I am sticking with them. Those are Kenny picks. He's going to stick with him. If you guys got your picks, you want to tell us who you think is going to win. Maybe you have an alternative pick as well. Let us know who you think is going to win. Let us know who you think is. Hit us up on our uh, social media at Turns No Breaks. That's across the board at Turns No 
no breaks. And please, even though that we're coming down towards the end of the season, if you know anybody that loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as me and Kenny do, please turn them on to All Turns No Breaks and listen to uh, the rest of our pad, the rest of our podcast for the rest of the year. Even though we have only a handful of races left to go, this podcast is for fans by fans, and we always do say that, and we always emphasize that. We appreciate you listening in each and every week, and for Kenny and myself, I would just like to say, how about them Cowboys? Yes, and, sir. And, <laughs> you know I had to throw that in there at the last minute, Kenny. You know I wasn't going to end this podcast <laughs> without mentioning that, but what I do, what I would like to uh, mention before we end this podcast is I want to give a shout out to my boys, Rico and Fuquan. I miss you very much, and I'm always thinking about you guys. Kenny, we are out, and we'll see you next week on another episode of All Turns. It might be spooky season, but stay hydrated. Thanks so much for tuning in. 